Some say there's no time like the present. You could also say there's no present like time. And now is the time to get started on doing what it is you want to be doing. Spending your time doing the things that you believe in, that you want to share with the world. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's discuss. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 74. Today is April 8th, 2020. We are currently in week four of a lockdown. The entire world is on a lockdown right now as we try to flatten the curve, as they say, and get rid of a virus that has swept the entire planet of humans. So strange to be saying that, and it's such a surreal time. Um, We're used to seeing Asian countries usually with face masks in public because of the pollution and population, but now you're seeing face masks in every country as people are protecting themselves from a virus that is spreading quite quickly. And um, that's yeah, a very, very interesting time. We're using phrases like social distancing. Um, and when I say lockdown, a lot of countries, people have to stay in their homes unless they're going to the grocery store. In the United States, there's different rules from state to state. I live in Chicago. I live just north of Chicago in a town called Evanston. And people are out taking walks, but we're all practicing social distancing of keeping at least six feet apart from each other. Grocery stores are letting in limited numbers of people. And um, you're supposed to wear gloves and masks anytime you're in public. It's crazy. Crazy time. Anyway, I just wanted to put that little historic timestamp into this podcast for people who listen in the future and people who listen in 10 years from now and can't even believe that I'm talking about what is going on. So anyway, that's enough of that. Um, I have had, as all of you probably are experiencing, um, uh, it's, it's challenging from day to day trying to figure out how to navigate this new way of life. I mean, Everything is online. All communication is through video conferencing. And, you know, in a, in a way, it's, we're, we're more social because we're, we're forced to be in these meetings and conferences with, you know, 10, 20, 30 people at a time. And so you're seeing a lot of people and you're communicating with a lot of people, but it's all staring through your computer screen. And after a month of this, it's, it's kind of becoming normal. In fact, it's so weird to like, you know, watch a, watch a, a movie or something and see a lot of people in the same room. And the, my first thought is, whoa, those people should not be in that room together right now. So it's really, it's, it's starting to have effect on my psychology. And I'm sure everyone is in the same, same boat as, as, uh, as me with just kind of, trying to understand what this is all about and and how to do it which means every day is kind of new and 
we have to figure out new creative ways to do jobs, perhaps, if you have a job, and you, and if you still have a job, because there are millions of Americans that do not have jobs right now because of this um, this pandemic, and a lot of people are out of work, but there are also people who are working from home now, so instead of going to an office, you're at home trying to figure out how to use your time, and for me, I, you know, I, I'm not playing any gigs, obviously, um, helping my wife with her yoga studio. I'm doing a ton of yoga. I'm doing at least one class of yoga every day. And the rest of my work is, is ironically creating, not ironically, just interestingly creating content for, um, different platforms. So some of my education is for an arts outreach program. So we're required to, to film videos of ourselves teaching. And uh, a lot of people are reaching out to me to do collaborations for social media. So they may send me a video or a track and they want me to put something on it so they can post that. And that's been a lot of fun. It's been fun to collaborate with people that I don't normally work with. In fact, I'm starting to get a list of those things. They're kind of piling up. I have a a a pretty serious, like highly produced thing that's going on with an artist in L.A. and it's kind of an a kind of an all star cast of people. I I'm playing percussion on it, but um, Jerry Rowe, great Nashville drummer, is playing on the track. Um, he's he, he has a band called Friendship Commanders, but he's also, uh, the last time I saw him, he was with Allison Krauss, wonderful drummer from Nashville. Chris Siebold's going to be playing some guitar on it. He's from Prairie Home Companion. And Graham Zach is heading the whole thing up, and the, the singer from Fishbone will be on it, and just a b- big cast of people. And that's that's one of the things that we have to film, send video in, and then it's being mixed at a, you know, Officially, a lot of these quick videos are we're just kind of mixing them quickly on our own so we can post them. But this is like tons of tracks from tons of musicians all over the country, so that'll be interesting. So I have to do that tonight, and uh, I also got asked to do a like a one minute soundtrack bumper for a podcast. Um, so I'll be creating that tonight, and then a couple other bands where I just have to lay some tracks down. So it's it's weird. It's like all of a sudden I'm doing all these like strange recording projects that have nothing to do with what I usually do in recording projects, which would be like a jingle or someone's record. Now it's it's kind of these just kind of communal, hey, let's do this for fun and it's not like it it's not the same as being hired to do something. It's it's really interesting. So <clears throat> doing a lot of work and all in the spirit of of uh, community and humanity. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me get a little drink of water here. So, I've been doing a lot of um, conversations with my people. I'm trying to do a weekly um, Zoom conversation with the members of Drum Mantra that are the members of the Lesson Vault, which is the kind of the highest level of the Drum Mantra material. And those people, we will gather and and talk about all kinds of stuff talk about life drumming what's going on in the world all all kinds of things so we just kind of do a little hang 
each week. That started this week. And then I also do a, a call with the people who are in or have done the Drum Mantra 3030 course, which is the flagship course for the Drum Mantra. 30 days, 30 lessons in 30 days. It takes you through three different time signatures, lots of coordination, reading. Um, it's a great it's a great program. It's a lot of fun. I'm going through it again, actually, right now, too. I'm on day, tonight I do day 12. I'm on day 12 of 30. So I go through it every once in a while. There's a, a good handful of people going through it right now. If you'd like to check it out, just go to drummantra.com. You can learn all about it, the Drum Mantra 3030. So doing that, and then, um, yeah, just trying to, to get my footing on, on being creative. That's, that's been an interesting one for me. Um, I just don't feel like there's the, the timing is, is strange. Like the day goes by and by the time I would usually, it's almost like when I'm busy, that's when I get the most done and I'm busy, but it's in a different way now. It's, it's busy doing different things. So, um, just trying to maintain some kind of creative energy has been a little bit of a challenge. So what I've been doing in lieu of that to kind of fire fire the 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 juices in some way is to practice, of course, to, to work on the thirty thirty material again. Um, do a little transcribing, work on some other exercises. I just did a did three different versions of a Mike Johnston exercise in the last week or so, and um, working on a uh, working on a little bit of. Uh, of some Vinny playing from a Sting song. So I'm kind of doing a little transcription and just simple, simple stuff, but just sort of digging into Vinny's playing a little bit on the simplest level. Don't get me wrong. It's his, it's his groove stuff. It's not his crazy stuff, but that's been fun to kind of get into his head a little bit and realize within one measure why he's such a genius. Um, but one of the things I've been doing these these talks with people about, you know, all the musicians are kind of scrambling right now to figure out how to how to live and how to survive because all the gigs are gone. So people are quickly jumping on different video platforms and trying to do concerts on social media and trying to drum up business with teaching online and things like this. And it's it in in a way it's a good thing because it's good to get the fire lit under you and to have to to shift very quickly into a new way of life is is i think very healthy it's it's important to to kind of get jolted out of your comfort zone a little bit you know it's unfortunate that it's happening through a uh, a pandemic but everyone's been jolted and everyone is facing a, a new way of life for the foreseeable future I mean, this isn't going to end anytime soon. So as we are moving into a new way of life, it's kind of upping the game a little bit on getting serious about doing what it is that we may have been wanting to do for a long time and just have had lots of excuses like, I don't have time, or I don't have the energy, or the biggest one that I've noticed in many people that I talk to is the excuse is, it's not good enough yet. I'm not ready yet. I need to get more more stuff figured out before I start. And that is 
is the roadblock that we need to get over because it's nothing is ever going to be perfect. So if you're trying to figure out how to compose music and you don't want anyone to hear anything until you feel like it's perfect, well, you may be composing music for yourself for the rest of your life and not sharing anything, which is totally fine. But if you want your music to be heard and now you're intimidated because of your abilities, well, you just got to start somewhere because a lot of times when you're intimidated and you're not ready to start and you're not ready to share, it turns into not spending any time working on it. And the bottom line is you're not going to get good at anything unless you're not, unless you work at it. And the only way to work at it, to me, a great way to inspire work and to encourage you and motivate you to start working hard on something is kind of that sink or swim thing. And so a lot of times, a lot of musicians will do things like back in the old days, back in the days of gigs, you know, it's, it was very common, at least in Chicago, you would book a gig and then put the band together and then be forced to write and rehearse in preparation for the show. So that would kind of help light a fire for composition and for rehearsal to prepare for a performance that was definitely on the calendar. So you had to, you know, put your time in to get ready for that date. But when we're talking about, you know, starting a YouTube channel or writing songs or making a video or practicing whatever or anything, you know, painting or whatever it is, when we don't have any deadline or any real hard motivation besides our own wanting to do it, a lot of times it just falls to the wayside and year after year goes by and you get to the years of your life where you're like, well, I guess it would have been fun if I did that, but I just never got around to it. And I just don't think anyone wants to to get to the later years of their life and regret not doing the things that they were passionate about at one point. So capture that passion and turn it into some dedication and create something, whatever it is. Get started, though. Um, I had a meeting with a student today, and we talked about, and he's very passionate and very inspired and motivated, but our our conversation was about all the steps that you need to take to you know, get a true presence happening in the world, which includes things like having a YouTube channel, having a blog, having a website, having social media channels, having, you know, having an idea of what it is that you love, what are you passionate about, and then start sharing that. And don't wait till you've amassed a body of work that you approve of, just start now. And you know, there are two philosophies, and I talked about this in our, in our conversation today. There are two, two ways of presenting yourself. There's one way, which is to create. So you're creating all this stuff that you're sharing. The other one is to document. And document is a great way to do this. And this is a, this is a technique that Gary Vee talks about. When you're creating, you're spending a lot of time making something to present. When you're documenting, you're just sharing with whomever is watching your process of getting better or growing into something that you desire to be. And so I I think that's a great idea to just create a blog and make it more like a diary where you're 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 documenting the process of 
getting good at whatever it is you're dreaming of being um, is a great way to get started. And eventually you get your foothold and you start to become that thing that you wanted to work on. Then you have this whole body of work of how did you get there? And that becomes something that inspires other people to get into it. And uh, it's it's real. This these conversations I've been having a lot lately have. I I was wondering what to talk about on my podcast, and I still don't really know right now. To this week, Um, I wanted to do something inspiring, and I was trying to figure out what that would be. And then um, one of the things I did recently was I someone posted a, a guy named Josh Lava in Chicago posted himself playing a solo version of John Prine's Angel from Montgomery. And I was practicing a lot of technical stuff. Actually, I was practicing some of that Vinny stuff. And I felt like I just needed to do something that was just organic and soulful. So I snagged... Uh, Josh's video off of Facebook and I added myself playing drums and posted it back up on Facebook and it was a lot of fun to do. He was his performance is super soulful and I was really engaged in the art of it and it felt it was very satisfying for me on a soul level as well because his performance was so good and it just made me want to really kind of bond with his expression. And so I posted that uh this was about 5 days ago. And then last night, we get the notification that John Prine has just passed from COVID complications. And I thought that was a a really, um, the timing was great. I mean, there's no time, there's never great timing for someone to pass away. But just the, the idea that the energy was in the air to celebrate John Prine by playing that song and then he passes. And I was, you know, kind of scrolling through Facebook and I came across uh, a, a friend of mine, a musician in Chicago named Ralph Covert. And Ralph is a staple in the Chicago music scene from, from the 70s until today. Uh, he had a band called The Bad Examples and he was also had a show on Disney called Ralph's World. Um, amazing songwriter, amazing human. And he recalled a story of when he and John Prine had met, and then Ralph and John were in a band together for several years. But the night that they met was New Year's Eve of 1971. And I guess John played first, and then and Ralph had no idea who he was. And then Ralph played, and then the bass player for Ralph's band called John up to sit in, and Ralph had no idea anything about this guy. He was just a scruffy old, you know, scruffy dude in the 70s. Everyone's in the 70s, so everyone's kind of scruffy. And John gets up, and he strums his guitar, and Ralph says, I think your uh, D string is out of tune. And John Prine says back to Ralph, I guess I won't play that string and I don't know if that was, that wasn't even the main point of the Ralph, uh, you know, celebration of John's life in his post, but that thing that struck me so much that I'm like, I know what I want to talk about on the podcast. So here's an amazing musician, Ralph Covert, saying to John Prine, who's one of the most fantastic folk songwriters in history. And Ralph says, I think your D 
D string is out of tune. And John, instead of saying, oh, let me get that tuned up so we sound good, or whatever, so we can make music that's perfectly in tune, he just says, I just won't play that string. That, to me, is true art. Because that says my expression and my creative act is above and beyond any technical situation that I might face. And the idea of being ready and being in the moment of creativity, it's messy sometimes. In fact, when creativity is in, the, in, in its birth, when creativity is happening, it's totally messy. If you've ever experienced the creative act as it's happening, it's a mess. There's tons going on as it, as it starts to bubble to the top and into your consciousness. And creativity, I mean, that's maybe, maybe I'll end up talking about this tonight, but uh, the idea of creativity and where creativity comes from, it just comes from such a deep space from within, and it really comes out of silence. It comes out of when, we're, when, we're, when all the noise is gone in our mind, when we're not thinking about a million things, and all of a sudden this inspiring creative thing can arise and out of the, the noise of our mind, and it comes out, and as it's coming out, the excitement of the experience of that creativity can sometimes almost be overwhelming because it's just you don't know what it is. It's never you've never experienced before, and that's what that's what creation is. Creativity is is something coming out that is brand new, being created, never been seen, never been heard, new creativity, and that feeling is an amazing feeling and it really there's two versions of quote creativity there's actual creative art creative expression and then there's regurgitation or design both of them have their place but design is when you take concepts and you move them into position regurgitation is when you take things that you know and you organize them in the way that you can present in maybe a new or unique way. Creativity doesn't come from design. It doesn't come from anything known. It comes from it comes from nothingness into being. It's something that that can't be defined. That's creativity. And when that comes out and you start to figure out how to how to hone that skill of 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 being in the moment of, of that inspiration and the creative act, and then you know how to start to shape it and pick the things out of it that, that resonate with your soul, that's, that's where creation and creativity happen. Now, why is that related to I won't play the D string? I think that that's, that's another way of saying I'm ready for I'm ready for creation right now. I'm ready for the act of music making. I'm not going to be hindered by the need to design this guitar to be the way that it was made meant to sound. I mean, Joni Mitchell doesn't tune, never tuned her guitar 
in the way that a guitar was intended to be tuned. Did she, is that allowed? Of course it's allowed. But no one's going to teach you that. She created it. She created a tuning on her guitar that allowed her to get the sound that she was hearing in her, in her creative act. And, and I, just, I just think it's really important. I think the other thing that the, the John Prine story makes me think of is if we wait until things are perfect, it's never going to happen. So why, why spend the time having me have to tune this string? Let's just make music. Let's do this. Music is beyond... I mean, it's it's music can be beautiful and messy at the same time. It doesn't have to be perfectly in tune and recorded at the perfect recording rate and in the perfect recording studio. I mean, it's all about the spirit of the of the act, and I think that's what's beautiful about what's going on on social media right now with people, you know, recording at their house and then sending it to someone else, and everyone's recording from their homes. It's real. They're not in a they're not in a studio. They're not in a sterile environment where everything has to be perfect and levels have to be perfect and all this stuff. It's just like, I'm going to express myself and I'm going to send it to someone else. They're going to express themselves and we're going to put it up and people love it. This is not to say that you're going to celebrate mediocrity. I'm not talking about, you know, accepting this as like this new norm of like, well, we don't need to make records that sound amazing anymore. We're, we could just use our iPhones and everything's going to be fine. No, of course not. It's, it's the experience of making a, a, a perfect record, a beautiful record in, a, in an amazing studio with engineers who really know what they're doing and producers and you know, crazy awesome mics going through incredible preamps. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful experience as well and super important and, and great. But if we said to ourselves, I'm not going to write a song or try to play music until I'm in a recording studio and everything's perfect, nothing would ever happen. It's the same as saying, you know, I'm not going to put a video on YouTube until my website's built and I've got a blog written and all my social media is lined up and I've got photos that make all everything look the same and I've come up with a name and all this stuff. It's never going to happen. You just have to start. I'm going to do a. I'm going to do a live Facebook. I'm going to do a Facebook live, but I'm going to use this other software that allows me to have three cameras, and uh, I'm going to be able to toggle between the three. And uh, I, but I need I need those three cameras first, and I need to get some really good lighting. And oh man, my interface isn't good enough. I mean, you're never going to. I mean, you're never going to do your Facebook live if that's the way you think. And that's true with everything. So I think the, the bottom line is start now with something that you've always wanted to do. And if you're doing what you've always wanted to do, figure out a way to go deeper with it. Don't just stay on the surface. I promise you, you are not at the, at the deepest levels of anything. It's unattainable. Vinny Caliuta, probably, probably the most technically proficient and advanced drummer in history. He's still digging. Everyone's digging. So don't allow yourself 
to be satisfied with where you are. Push further. Go deeper. Discover something that you, that you don't know. Discover something that you can't do. Create things for yourself that you can't do and then figure out how to do them. I mean, music is an amazing thing because you can teach yourself. Drumming, you can come up with an exercise that you can't do and then learn how to do it. Think about that. That's crazy, the fact that you can invent something that you can't do and then you can learn how to do it. You can literally teach yourself. Start taking advantage of that. Do something. Do something. Don't sit around. Don't stare at Netflix. The net Netflix is what someone else did. Netflix is a website and a website that hosts movies. Movies that were made by other people's ideas and creativity. It's just like listening to a record. It's important to listen to records, but you, if you want to be a musician, you can't just listen to records. You also have to play your instrument. You, and it's important to listen it's important to listen to records because it informs your playing. But until you get down into the practice room and move your body for thousands of hours, you're not going to be a professional musician. You're going to be someone who really loves listening to music. And if you watch movies all the time, unless you're someone who wants to make movies, watching movies all the time is just an escape. Sure, you'll find inspiration. I find inspiration in movies. A lot of times when I'm watching a movie, my inspiration comes from um, the technical aspects of the film. I'm always thinking, man, how did they do this? Or what was the director thinking? Or look at these angles. And, and that kind of stuff inspires me to think differently about what I like to do. You can find inspiration in anything. So find that inspiration and don't let that be the end let that be the means to the moment of creation, creativity for yourself. Be inspired and then turn that into the, inner, the energy that, that gets you through a, pa- a practice session. You know, you could read a great, you read a passage in a book and be inspired to go practice for two hours. So you don't have to be inspired by music to play music. You can be inspired by nature. I mean, you know, open yourself up. Start to notice everything that's going on around you, not just the things that you're used to, not just the things that you're programmed to do in your life. We've all been given this really ironic gift right now where everyone's lives are different. And when everything is different and when everything is new for everybody, you can invent any kind of experience that you want to invent. So take advantage of that. Don't be lazy about it. Don't, be, don't just go into your old habits. Create and invent something new about yourself. Work hard with something. Work hard at something. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But you can continue on the journey. And the thing that's great about the journey of learning music and learning drums is the journey itself, the experience of practice, is just as fun as performing. I mean, when you're practicing and you're working on something that you can't do, and you're really engaged in the moment, that is a very uplifting and exciting place to be. I mean, digging into small, minute details that you normally wouldn't even notice because your mind is wandering so many places, when you really get focused and in the practice room and really give your time and attention to it, that's, that's what it's all about. Being in that moment and being so engaged in the moment that nothing else matters that's an amazing place to be. And we are very lucky to have that kind of opportunity because we all 
already are drummers and we love drums. So a lot of people that I talk to have a hard time getting past the surface of drumming. Oh, I just, all I do is play in these bands and just play these songs. Well, you don't have to just play those songs and be in those bands. You can be, but you can add something to your own personal experience of the instrument on your own in the practice room. Again, that's what the drum mantra stuff is all about. It's about people, me, who play lots of gigs and recording sessions for other people. And then in my own drumming and spiritual musical development, I work on the drum mantra exercises because they tune my body and they tune my mind and they, they, they get me focused and they, and they, they ex- expand my awareness. That's why I've created these exercises. And that's, that's my escape from, not, it's not even my escape from, it's my escape into a deeper level of my own playing. And I so encourage you guys and girls to go deeper, always go deeper, always go deeper. And don't wait to present the things that you love. If you love something and you're passionate about something, start to let the world know. Because when you start sharing the things that you love and you notice that other people start finding you, it's going to motivate you even more to continue doing the things that you love. They're going to motivate you. You're going to inspire them. And then it becomes just this whole circle of inspiration, uplifting, beautiful experience. Symbiotic between you and people you might not even know, but who like what you're doing because they resonate with what you're doing. But no one's going to know what you're doing if you don't get it out there. And you don't try to put something out there with an ego. You don't try to put something out because you're trying to get likes and follows and comments. You put something out because you need to express. You have the desire to express. And this is what you're, how you're going to do it. That's, that's all there is to it. It's quite simple. The most challenging and complex thing is having the discipline to say, I'm going to go work on something that I believe in instead of, uh, I'll do that tomorrow because I need to catch up on whatever show I'm watching on Netflix. So just just think about what it's what is important in your life, and really look at everything through the lens of. Am I, you know, I, I say this to my I, I my daughter started college in the fall last year, and I I wrote her a big email, and one of the things I said was always ask yourself when you're in a moment of decision-making, are you being a creator or are you being a consumer? Are you thinking from a mind of consumption or are you thinking from a mind of creation? A lot of times the consumption mentality means you are trying to feed yourself to give yourself a, a, a different sense of self. You're bringing things in to complete yourself. I'm consuming. I need to bring things in to make myself feel more complete. A a creative mindset is I'm bringing things out of myself to enrich the world. I'm gifting the world things that are coming out of me. So are you consuming? Are you adding things to yourself to try to feel complete? Or are you creating? You're, You're 
bringing things out of you to give and to uplift and inspire others. Think about that and think about not playing the D string if it's out of tune, but still playing the song. Okay, I wish you all the best. I really do. I, th- I think that, that we're just we're in a transition in humanity and we're evolving right now. And I just want you to really take it seriously, take yourself seriously, and find that magic inside and bring it out because the world needs more of your creativity. Okay, I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.